Hey, hey, happy Monday. Welcome or welcome back to Talk Bookish to Me, the podcast where readers gather to talk about books, share recommendations, and chase that five-star feeling. I'm your host, Gwen, and today I'm joined by Jan for a fun edition of Bookish This or That. I'm sure you've seen this on Instagram, and it's basically going to be that, but on a much larger scale. Here's a reminder to make sure you're following Talk Bookish to Me on Instagram at Talk Bookish Podcast. It's the best place to stay up to date on new information. Information. If behind the scenes and bonus content is more your jam, level up your membership and join Patreon. Become a night owl for just $5 a month. Become one of my valued patrons and gain access to monthly bonus episodes, behind the scenes content, access to our Discord channel, exclusive reading vlogs, milestone pins, voting power, and more. Hi, I'm Jan. Um, my YouTube channel is Jan Agaton, and my so is my Instagram. It's also just at Jan Agaton. Um, I read a bunch of different genres. I'm a huge mood reader, and I've been posting on Instagram every single day since 2014. Haven't missed a single it's day. It's crazy. So <laughs> <laughs> pretty proud of that. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be yeah, here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you. <laughs> I love your reading vlogs. If you haven't, it's so funny because you created the Jan Uary book tag. <laughs> and I loved that tag over on YouTube. If you haven't heard of it, this is the creator of that tag. And it was so fun because <laughs> it kind of like talked about like the previous year a little bit, but it focused on like this year and your goals and like books and numbers, just kind of like everything. And a lot of people apparently that watch my channel did not know about you. They're like, I'm so happy you did this tag because I didn't watch your channel and now I'm obsessed. So, (laughs) So I'm telling you guys, she's so, you're like, you're funny, you're relatable, but you're also like, you have this own unique like style that's yours. Like you see a picture on Instagram and you just, even if it's not you, I'm like, oh, that's a Jan picture. You know what I'm saying? Like I can just tell like the vibe, the aesthetic, it's you. And yeah, so everybody please go check her out. I'm gonna have all of her socials linked in the notes of today's show. Like I said, this is gonna be a fun bookish this or that. So she's on Instagram. Go over there, check her out, check out our YouTube, great content. But before we get into the bookish this or that, I always like to do like a little warm up sesh, like with a few questions. Um, And I don't know if I know this answer because I did watch your last reading vlog, but you're always reading multiple books at once. So I don't know like what the actual last book that you gave five stars to is. I have my reading journal. Oh, nice. Oh, also very gorgeous reading Um. journal. Thank you. You're so sweet. Um, my last five star read was The Anthropocene Reviewed by John oh, Green. Oh, nice. I have, I really yes, want really that. Um, I have not found it in my local bookstores. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to break down and get it from Amazon. And they are also like sold out apparently. And I was like, yeah. Really? So then I was like, okay, fine. I'll just add it on to my book of the month box. And I didn't pick anything oh, for February, so I'm like, am I ever going to uh, get this book? Um, <laughs> yeah, I chose a member fave yeah. for Book of the Month this month. I didn't like any of the yeah. picks, but I forgot it was an add-on. Yeah, it's really good. It was my nonfiction for the month. Um, I love John Green. Like, he's like my guilty pleasure. Looking for Alaska is one of my it's favorite It's mine, books too. Of all time. really yeah so like you could really hear his voice and I'm so glad he wrote a nonfiction because he has such good like insight on life you know yeah definitely um and he 
he talks a lot about the pandemic though so like if you're triggered by that or anything like I wouldn't read this book yet but yeah it's it's really yeah I I really want to read it ah I'm so glad you (laughs) loved it um so what book has been on your TBR the longest and why haven't you read it yet I don't know about the longest but I've been staring at ninth house for like since it came out (laughs) Yeah, I got it from Book of the Month, and ever since, I'm like, I do this thing where I put off five-star predictions, because I'm like, I'm scared yeah. to, that it disappoint me, you know? And like, everyone's like, this is your vibe, like, the dark academia, mm-hmm. the everything. But then other people are like, it's kind of slow, so you might get bored, so you have to be in the mood. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I've put it on so many TBRs. Oh my god, do you think <laughs> you'll be able you to tackle it? it this year? Oh, yeah, this year for sure. It's on my top 22 okay, good. books to read this year. But, but yeah, have you read um, it? I have not. I actually did try it. I had a copy, and um, it was not my vibe. So hopefully it's your vibe. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, too. I, I mean, the cover things, just but... screams Jan, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, with the snake. It oh, does. It. Um, but the second one's supposed to come out soon. Yeah, yeah. All right, the last question is a pick your poison. You can either tell me what your favorite book of all time is, or you can tell me who your favorite author is. Favorite book of all time, A Dowry of Blood by S.T. Gibson. I don't think anyone who knows, (laughs) I was going to say, I don't think anyone who knows me is surprised, but uh, have you read that one? No, I haven't, but I want to. Oh my God. But you're a romance booktuber. You love it. You would love it. It is. It talks about, like, the intricacies of an abusive or toxic relationship. Um, And it's, like, the subtle things that you don't think about. So it, like, really hits home if you've ever been through it. Um, And the writing is just so lyrical. And it's a novella, so it goes by really quickly. Yeah, that's why I love that novella aspect of it. Because I have really found that I do like shorter things. Especially when they, like, pack a punch like that one should. I mean, everybody... I don't think I've read or seen any reviews or you know, anything that people are like, oh, no, I didn't like this at all. <laughs> so it's getting a lot of yeah, praise. Yeah, I know. I have a couple friends. Yeah, I have a couple friends who gave it three stars, and I was kind of offended. They're like, three. But, <laughs> yeah, but I love finding, like, little short, quirky books <laughs> that, like, not a lot of people have heard of. So. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out. So what are you currently reading? I am participating in, you know, Sarah yep. Shelves, right? She's going to be on the podcast. Soon. Yeah, and um, Ginger Snapped Reads KU Readathon, which is today. It's a 24 hour nice. Um And I'm reading The Deal with the Elf King by Elise Kova. Okay, I haven't even heard that, but I did see you post about it. And y'all have been doing like reading sprints and all of this. Yeah. And you said you were kind of liking yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, when I have when I need a go to like late night reading sesh, I definitely hit up Sarah. But um, yeah, I've been liking it. I've been in the mood ever since these Hollow Vows by Lexi Ryan. I've been in the mood for like that trashy yeah. fay, you know, that like basic trope fay thing. So that's exactly what I'm getting. Love from that. It, for sure. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I started reading a book called Mary Jane, and it's by Jessica Anya Blau. I started this yesterday. And the blurb on the inside says that it's almost famous meets Daisy Jones and the Six, which, oh my gosh, like I love, that's like one of my all-time favorite movies, one of my all-time favorite books, but 
that's horribly mismarketed, <laughs> um, unfortunately, oh, wow. um, but I'm still enjoying it. Instead, I would say it's like a coming of age story of a 14 year old girl named Mary Jane who takes on a summer nanny job for a family that has like a completely different lifestyle than her own family does. Um, her family's very like straight laced and this is like a hippie family. <laughs> and um, so she's caught between the lifestyle that she's always known and the future that she's only just realized that is possible. And it is set during the 1970s. So I think that's where they got those, you know, almost famous and like Daisy Jones right. in the six. Um, and it's set in Baltimore, Maryland, which is where my parents live. So I was like, so cool. And um, so far it's reading quickly and I'm enjoying it overall. Yeah, I own that book and I got it as an ARC. Um, I picked it off the ARC shelf at work. I work at a library. Mm -hmm. um, but because of the Daisy Jones and the six comparison, and I was going to make it a book club pick actually. Oh, I have a full moon book club. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> or I have a book club called the called the Full Moon Book Club. Yeah, shameless plug. Um, I almost made it a book club pick. I'm kind of glad I did it now that it's mismarketed. Yeah, it is definitely oh. mismarketed, but it's not like a terrible book. I just hate when they mismarket it because you go in with certain expectations and then you don't get those, and then that affects your reading experience. You know what I'm saying? But exactly. hopefully by telling people it's not that. <laughs> oh, and also I find it interesting mm -hmm. that the main character is a 14-year-old girl, but it's marketed as an adult story. And it definitely has like adult themes and stuff like that. And, and every other character in the book, I mean, besides the child that she's nannying, but everybody else in the story, which I would almost say is a bigger part of the story, are adults. But I don't know. It was just, oh. <laughs> you know, not what I was expecting, but... Yeah. It is what it is. So it doesn't follow her, like, into adulthood? No. It's just her 14 it's just the whole like time? It's just, like, this summer. I mean, I'm about maybe halfway. I think I'm, like, 52, 54% into it. Um, and, yeah, I think it, so far it's just been, like, this summer. So it is very interesting. Okay. <laughs> but the cover is really <laughs> good pretty. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the vinyl yeah. and everything. Yeah. That's good to know, though. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. So as readers, we have loads of choices to make. We have to pick what book we want to read, what format we want to read it in, where we want to read it, and so many other things. But we're also picky creatures. And we prefer things a particular way. And everybody's a little bit different. For example, some readers love reading hardback books and some prefer paperbacks. I, for the longest time, was just like a hardback hoe. Like, give me that hardback. <laughs> and I think it stemmed from that's usually what's released first. And I am a physical book person over other formats, which is one of the questions. Um, but now I much prefer that floppy paperback that can just get yes. all bent up and I don't even care. <laughs> I'm just like, give me that floppy paperback. So which are you, Jan? Team hardback or team paperback? I was going to say team paperback as well, team floppy paperback specifically. I hate a stiff paperback. I can't. It's so difficult. But for aesthetic purposes, hardback for yeah, sure. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely <laughs> a thing. And, and I think another reason why I said hardback books for so long is I feel like if it ends up being a favorite book of all time for me, I'm going to keep it. And I want it to stand, you know, the test of time for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Like, I want it to be on my shelf forever. And I right. feel like mm -hmm. the more that I read it, it would, like, 
physically like maintain its integrity better than a paperback would you know the spine's gonna get creased and I mean I already dog ear my pages and stuff like that so (laughs) I know (laughs) I know so I mean I'm a little rough on my books I already write in them so I just thought like for the look and the aesthetic and for hardbacks but what do I enjoy reading the most paperbacks yeah, I definitely own more more um, hardcovers, I think, especially with, like, Book of the Month yeah. and everything. But, like, especially bigger books. Like, I have arthritis, so, like, holding, <laughs> big, <laughs> I mean, holding big hardcover books just is painful. I know. Not a fan. <laughs> We're not a fan. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And then, like, hardbacks have, like, the gold foiling. Yeah, or, like, they have the all those pretty general, yeah. details. Yeah. I agree. All right. So we're going to go through a bunch of this or that scenarios, but feel free to like pop in with more explanation like we did with the paperback hardback thing. Um, So buy or borrow? Buy. Yeah, I'm a buy (laughs) too. Yeah. um, But I work at a library, so I I borrow a lot as well, um, especially like those that I'm not super highly anticipating, um, but buying for sure. But as you saw, my January book tag. Um, this year, I'm trying to do the read five books I own before I buy one book. So I've been good. I've only bought one book so far this nice. year. Nice. So. That's incredible. <laughs> I I was like, yeah. I one of my goals was to reduce or is to reduce my physical TBR by two thirds by the end of the year. So in six months, I want to have it reduced by a third. And then by the end of the year, I want to have it reduced by two thirds. And I thought by doing this, like it wasn't like a hard or fast goal, but I was like, well, obviously I'll be buying less books because, you know, I want to reduce my TBR because I whatever my starting number is, that's what I'm reducing it by. So if I add books, I mean, I just have to re- read more you know but yeah it hasn't helped mm-hmm. me so I'm still buying a lot of books do you know how many books are on your um, well right at now? the very start of the year January 1st I had 139 books but I since added probably maybe 20 books how about you I have like <laughs> go ahead I have like as of January um, I had like 370. Oh my gosh, that's so overwhelming. <laughs> I know. I know someone who keeps it down to like five or less oh my at all times. And I was like, I could never. I, I know. Well, know. my friend Jordan, but. she was on the podcast and her to her whole TBR is like her physical TBR is like 25 books or something. I'm like, how? How? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I can't. <laughs> I would read that in two months. And then what? You know? <laughs> yeah, pre-booktube, it was a lot more Oh, you know, but. pre-booktube, I read a book. I only had, like, one book, and I would read it, and then I would be done with that book, and then I would go to the store and buy another book, and then booktube happened. Right. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, do you prefer <laughs> reading physical books, e-books, or audiobooks? Physical, for sure. Um, I've slowly, once I got a Kindle, I got a Kindle um, on Black Friday, then I started slowly transitioning every now and then, but yeah, physical books for sure. And then audiobooks I only listen to like from point A to point B pretty much. Or if I know I'm just going to be like doing chores all day, then maybe. But yeah, physical for sure. This one's hard for me because definitely not ebooks. I'm just not an ebook reader. I do have a Kindle. I just don't use it. Um, I don't know why. It's just not my thing. So I would say physical books. But my favorite reading is with the physical book and listening to the audio. 
because I feel like yeah. I'm much more like tuned into the book and I don't get as distracted because if I do get distracted, well, that audiobook is keeping on going, you know what I'm saying? So I feel exactly. like both, especially for some books that have like, um, like the Good Girl's Guide to Murder that has like multimedia. Like I like having the physical so I can see the maps, see the transcripts and all that, but I like how it's produced. So, but I guess if I had to, like, if I could only listen to the audiobook, I don't think I could do that the whole way through, like, start to finish. So, I'd probably say physical books mm-hmm. if I had to choose just one. Yeah, I like following along too. It's definitely, yeah, like, you focus harder and it goes faster because, you know, I, I crank it up to like three times speed when I'm doing that. But, like, if it's just the audiobook, I think like 2.5 is usually my yeah. max. Yeah, that's what I'll do if I start. Like, sometimes I can break away from the book, like if I'm cooking dinner or something like that, but I definitely have to bump that speed back down because I'm like, I can't follow. (laughs) Like, what are they saying? Yeah, especially if they have accents. Yeah, you're like, what are they saying? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think I know our answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway, fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. Fiction. Um, I used to read a lot more nonfiction, but... Now I have to like challenge myself like one a month (laughs) and I have to like be more intentional about it. But yeah, obviously I gravitate towards. Yeah, I definitely I used to read probably more nonfiction as well because I used to be really into true crime a lot. And I've I've recently talked about this is how um, before book like when I was in the military, I used that was my genre of choice was true crime. And that's all I read, like how I read like thrillers and romance now. Literally, I only read true crime. Um, But then some way, you know, somewhere along the way, I just kind of dropped out of that. And then when I started reading again, it was just all fiction. So I am trying to challenge Mm. myself and read some nonfiction this year, some memoirs, some true crime. And so far, I'm doing pretty good. So proud of myself. That's that's so dope that you were in the military. What? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Did you have you read Mindhunter? I'm a big true crime. I have not read the book, but I mean, I love the show. I, I like Criminal Minds. I tried Mindhunter, but I was more, like, easily, quickly, more quickly hooked to um, Criminal Minds. Yeah, but Mindhunter is a really good okay, book. Okay, I'll have to check um, it out. John Douglas is incredible. Um, okay, next one. Deckled pages or sprayed edges? I hate deckled pages. It bothers me so much. Sprayed edges for sure. Yeah, I Stenciled edges. Yes, I love that. I love that too. Yeah, sprayed edges, beautiful. Uh, The deckled pages, it just feels unfinished to me. You know, it feels like, uh, did you just not want to make that extra step, that one more chop? Just the, (laughs) you know, like I know you're going for the aesthetic, but we don't like it. So. yeah I definitely get what they're trying to do like the old vintage feel but like you can't like flip through it nicely like and I feel like they get dirty on the edges more right that too yeah Yeah. I try to avoid it at all costs (laughs) I'm not a fan of it I'm seeing I'm seeing it more and more though like for new releases Mm -hmm. Yeah, there used to be a lot of sprayed edges, too, like way back in the day. And now I feel like with the book boxes, like the subscription services, they do like special editions of books and they're just so pretty. Yeah. Fairy Loot does a huge, like, like takes, like does the most with their sprayed edges. They definitely (laughs) do. They definitely do. So do you use bookmarks or just dog ear the page? Bookmarks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Except like when I... I only dog ear when I don't have anything around um, and it's a library book. Um, but if it's my book, 
then I literally, like, I'd use a mask or, like, a freaking, you know, napkin, like, it, anything. I don't dog ear my yeah, own Yeah, well, I <laughs> use a bookmark to mark my page, but I don't use those little tabs that people use, like, if they want to mark something. I just dog ear the page and then, like, underline it or highlight it or whatever. Um, Sarah, we were talking about her earlier. So Sarah and I recently read um, The Culty by Mariana Zapata. And I told her in that book that they use the word poop a lot. And, like, so every time poop was on a page, I dog-eared the page. And there are so many dog ears. It's disgusting. (laughs) I'm like, why? So, yeah. So to mark my page, like, when I'm finished for the day or whatever, it's a bookmark. But for other things, like annotating purposes, even though I don't really consider myself an annotator. But okay, so do you read multiple books or one at a time? Multiple. I think I'm at like 11 or 12 right now. I'm in the middle of. Okay, but like in the middle of loose term, um, I'm actively reading maybe like three three or four like I alternate between them but yeah the total like one of them I think I started in June or July of last year so yeah it's that type of currently yeah so but but do you like is it just something you're like oh I'm kind of not in the mood for this but I'm gonna get back to it at some point you kind of set it aside and pick up something else yeah or like it's a super hyped book and like I want to know what the hype's about but yeah I wasn't in the mood for it or anything um like witches steeped in gold was one of them the other black girl was another one um, the Inheritance of Orchidia Divina. I'm like a hundred pages in mm-hmm. since like September, but yeah, multiple books. I feel like I read faster that way too, because it's like, oh, I only have 100 pages of this book and 50 pages of this book, yeah. you know. And then it's like you could just binge until you keep finishing. I say one book it just at feels a time. More satisfying. And I say if I'm reading <laughs> multiple books at a time, something went horribly wrong. <laughs> I just can't. I don't. I mean, people like you that can read multiple books at once, because there are a lot of readers that like that. Like, they'll read like a contemporary and a thriller and a fantasy or whatever, and it's really easy for them yeah. to distinguish. And But I just find that, like, when I am in a world, I'm just so immersed in that world and those characters. And um, I usually read like a romance or a thriller. Those are my top two genres. So I'm really interested in like the action of the thriller, or uh, I'm shipping the couple in the romance. I don't have time for other people other situations (laughs) it definitely has to be like a variety of genres I rarely ever do this like two of the same ones because yeah I get confused a lot um I'm so bad at retaining information already so I don't know how I do multiple (laughs) to each his own you know (laughs) it works all right adult or young adult I've found that I'm slowly making my way to only reading adult, um, young adult fantasy. There's certain genres like fantasy and what else do I read? Whatever. Young adult fantasy, um, but definitely adult romance and adult thrillers and everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would say five years ago, I would definitely have said young adult. Um, but yeah, I've Mm -hmm. just slowly, I mean, there are very few, young adult books on my TBR and there's very few like authors that I'm like okay I want to pick up their book even though they're writing young adults so I will say young adult covers are a lot better that's so (laughs) true I don't know why that is why can't we have those beautiful covers on adult books right a lot of adult books are literally just like playing with lettering I hate her covers. I hate seeing them everywhere. You're like, I'm going to rip the cover off this book, and then I might read it. 
For real. Oh my goodness. Okay, so for book covers, do you prefer realistic pictures or illustrations? Illustrations for sure. I steer away. Like it doesn't intrigue me when it's a real picture. Like I physically intentionally avoid <laughs> You're like, the realistic no picture for that one. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I don't read like. That's why I avoided Kindles for so long, because a lot of, you know, those Kindle Unlimited books are, have, like, shirtless men and... It's true. Very <laughs> the true. The real pictures. So, so for me, I'm going to go illustrations for fiction, because um, it's made up. I think the pictures should be made up. But then maybe I would um, go towards realistic for nonfiction. Like, maybe that would make more sense. Like, if I'm reading about a serial killer, maybe to have, like, the serial killer, or, like, some gruesome scene on the cover. I don't know. Is that is that more of it? <laughs> <laughs> maybe for <laughs> is that morbid? maybe for true crime I could understand but like I feel like like for the Anthropocene reviewed I feel like if John Green's face were oh that cover, would be a no I exactly <laughs> but so. I do love the cover of that book just the colors and yeah so yeah. if I had to pick definitely illustrations <laughs> um, would you rather meet your favorite author or meet your favorite character? Um, favorite author, for sure. I love, like, reading those author's notes that, like, talk about um, what brought the ideas to them and how, you know, the process. So talking about that with, you know, Taylor Jenkins Reid or whatever would be amazing. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> favorite author, for sure. All right. Hangout in libraries or bookstores? I work at a library, so <laughs> you're like I'm at work on like, a library. The library. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, and I love the new, the new book smell. Mm -hmm. You know, I do too. And sometimes, <laughs> so. like they have coffee shops in there, so you get that bonus too. We love that. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm a bookstore <laughs> person. I love my library, but I don't actually like love the aesthetic of what they did with the library. When book shopping, do you prefer shopping in person or online? In person, for sure. I <laughs> I do this thing where I open the book and check the um, chapter like lengths. I check the chapter lengths. I check the page count. I check the font. Nice. So like I need to be holding them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never done that, but I do like just having it physically, and I think it's more satisfying going in person yeah. and buying it because you're like, okay, now I know like exactly how big this book is, like how long it is, and you know what the what does the cover feel yeah. like? <laughs> exactly, and it's definitely a lot more controlled when it's physical because online, you know, I memorize my card number, and it's just. <laughs> It gets out of control pretty quickly if I keep shopping. Online, I know. So. so standalone or series? Standalone. I'm so bad at finishing series. Yeah. I'm good at starting yeah. them. <laughs> it's like you're acting like they're standalones. <laughs> right. Would you rather have your favorite book turned into a movie or a TV series? Um, probably a, probably a movie. I have really bad attention span. Like, every time, like, I can't watch Netflix when I'm alone. Like, it has to be with someone else. Like, I, I'm always like, I'd rather be reading. Why am I sitting here? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm wasting all this time, you know? days of watching this thing. I say a movie because I think it would get a bigger budget. Mm, mm -hmm. So maybe they would be able to do it, like, more justice. I don't know. All right, do you... Did you like the... No, go oh, ahead. sorry. <laughs> Did you like the Looking for Alaska adaptation? I haven't have seen, seen it because I'm scared. <laughs> Yeah, it's not great. Aww. I mean, I'm biased. <laughs> I'm biased because I don't like the actress who plays Alaska. Okay. But I guess it was pretty close to the book. I've read, I've watched like maybe four episodes, but I don't know. I wasn't into it. Yeah, so that's <laughs> another thing is like there's some 
like uh, for Hunger Games, I watched those all in the theater before I ever read the books. Um, so there's some that, mm-hmm. like, I didn't even know. That was, like, back before I was even really on BookTube. So I was like, I didn't even know it was a book, you know? Um, I haven't even read The Hunger Games. <laughs> you're like, oh. <laughs> um, But I really love the movies, and I think they did a really good job. But then there's some books that I just know that I have so much nostalgia for. And Looking for Alaska is one of those. Like, I literally read that book, like, seven years ago eight years ago nine years ago like I don't it's been Mm -hmm. so long Jan since I've read that book and it is still out of all the John Green books that I had I had all of his books at one point I got rid of every single John Green book except for my original looking for Alaska book I have the um, turtles all the way down just I just have it and then I don't have his Mm -hmm. newest nonfiction yet but all of the other ones I got rid of but that looking for Alaska I just held on to for the longest time because I was like I just felt like I don't know it's not like a book you I think that people would say like, oh, I felt so seen, but I felt so seen in that book. And I felt so seen. And, and, yeah. and, and people, hate, there's people out there that hate that book. And I, I was know, like, cause they, I get it. I see it right. too. Like they romanticize, you know, all these things, but like, it's so good. And like, I, she's literally me like in high school when I'm like in my feels, I act impulsively and whatever that's a whole different story but yeah I have like I have like three copies of that book and I have a French version I feel like I'm bonded (laughs) to you now because we both love that book (laughs) I mean I'm seriously so yeah so there's some books that I'm just not that interested in watching because I'm like I'm too attached to the book and I don't want it to like and I've never reread it so I would like to do that at some point um but I just don't want it to be clouded with like (laughs) that's fair yes that's fair I've reread it like I used to reread it every I think I've read it like three or four times now um but my original copy I actually (laughs) it's funny because I actually entered this like book review contest at the library when I was younger I think I was like it was like early high school or middle school or something and I only entered because I wanted a five dollar Starbucks gift card and I was like I could write a quick review on the fault in our stars so I did and then I won three books as a prize that's awesome (laughs) and look and looking for Alaska was one of them and ever since I've kept it (laughs) oh what a great story (laughs) yeah I just I love that book so um, do you read your books in one sitting or slow and steady? Slow and I don't remember the last time I read something in one sitting. Like, well, okay, for 24-hour readathons, like the last one I did, yeah, I read The Hawthorne School in one sitting. But usually, yeah, it's slow and steady. It takes me about three to four days to finish like a 350-page book. So. Yeah, I'm a pretty slow and steady, but I definitely love those one sitting books that I have the time carved out to be able to do that. Um, and that it can hold my mm-hmm. attention like that strongly for one sitting. Um, do you prefer <laughs> it to be quiet when you read or have background noise? Um, usually like ambiance is fine. Um, some music with no lyrics, but um, silence sometimes is good. Like when, you know, you're just getting ready for bed and trying to wind down. Yeah. So, but I think background noise usually is what I go for. Yeah, I usually read at night. My husband's in bed and he's watching cartoons and I'm reading. So I'm used to that background <laughs> noise. Are you a mood reader or do you plan your TBR? I call myself a mood reader, but, you know, I do TBR videos every month. So I kind of plan it. This year I'm trying to, like, 
keep it to 10 books a month and keep it concise, but I still stray away from it. Like the deal with the Elf King is not on my February TBR. Um, so I say I have a TBR, but I mood read anyway. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like that. Like, I don't like making TBRs, but I'm like, well, maybe I'll kind of read this this month. Like, this is the vibe I'm feeling right. today, but then by the time the month actually rolls around, I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I have, like, my book club pick, and then I'm like, okay, read a nonfiction. I try to read a classic. Like, I have all these things um, to try to keep me organized, but, like, I already failed with my one classic a month last month, so. And it's only February. <laughs> <laughs> I, I meant to read I meant to read Frankenstein last month because um, Noelle Gallagher's book club, yeah. that was their book club pick. Um, but, yeah, I didn't get to that. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm already we'll behind. <laughs> um, if you're not enjoying a book, do you DNF it or read all the way through? I try to read it all the way through. I'm so bad at DNFing. Why? I think you would be perfect for the know. DNF. Uh, especially if I own it. Like, I'm like, okay, if it's gifted to me or if I spent money on it, I'm going to read it all the way through and then just, ra- you know, rant about <laughs> it and it'll make for good content. Like, <laughs> But if it's a library book, then I'm more inclined to DNF. Um, audiobooks, I easily DNF. But. Yeah, I'm a DNFer. Yeah. If I'm not enjoying it, it's like that radio station that comes on with a song that I hate. I'm like, switch the channel. <laughs> you know, I just I don't have time. <laughs> Do you have like a, thresh, a threshold? Um, I don't. I used to. Or? I used to be like, okay, you know, I have to read to 100 pages or, oh, I have to read to 50 pages or whatever it is. But now it could be mm-hmm. like page number nine. And if I'm not feeling it <laughs> now d- saying that, though, I don't like if I only read nine pages, it could be like, oh, I'm not in the mood for this right now. I can tell mm-hmm. why I'm DNFing a book. Is it too character driven and there's absolutely no plot? I don't mind character driven stories if they're backed up by a healthy plot. But if it's just characters, mm-hmm. I literally don't care. You're a made up person. I'm, I'm over you. <laughs> but if it's like a book and it's just the writing or maybe, you know, it's set on a tropical island and I've just been at the beach all day and I'm sweating my ass off and I don't feel like being at a tropical <laughs> island. I'm like, put it to the side for later, you know, in the middle of winter when I want to go back to the beach. But most times I, I know right away that I'm DNFing it. Um, one book I just DNFed yesterday, I read 90 pages of and um, I DNF'd it. It was the final revival of Opal and Nev, which I am by Donnie Walton. I DNF'd that too. I'm so sad though, because I was so excited about that book. And I know from other reviewers that it tackles really great themes and topics and, and stuff like that. But literally, mm-hmm. I didn't like Opal. I didn't like Nev. And they're the main characters. The writing was boring. The audiobook was mm-hmm. okay. I expected so yeah. much more from the full cast. I also hated in the audiobook how they kept saying the person's name, that it was like them talking. And I'm like, dude, you have a full cast. I understand that this is a different person. You don't need to tell me that this is Nev. Like, you just don't need to do it. So, oh my god. I, yeah, I listened to the audio too. I think I got like 30% in and I yeah. was like, yeah, this is no Daisy Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I so unfortunately, yes, and that was one of my most anticipated books of last year. Finally just DNF'd it yesterday. Um and then that's when I started Aww. Mary Jane, which I was also contemplating um DNFing. I was like maybe 
30 pages into it and I was like, okay, and I never do this. Sometimes I'll look up Goodreads reviews to like see what people are saying or whatever, but I was doing that and then I saw someone that rated it like really low and I started reading her review and then I was like, okay, so then I started flipping through the book and I saw something in the book and I actually read it. It was like towards the end and I was like, ooh, now I want to read the book. <laughs> so, so I've been pushing through <laughs> Yeah, it it's just... It's just there are so many books that I push through that I'm like, okay, the ending did it for me. And it's a like solid three stars, you know, almost four type thing. So like, I I, I give it the benefit of the doubt, just like with people, because I'm a cancer and I, I do that with everything. I love that though. But yeah, I feel like I've, you know, I've been reading long enough that I know if, because to me, if, if at the end of the day, I'm going to read the whole book and it's only going to be a three stars at the maximum, like if I'm hating the beginning and it's like a one or a two stars, and then even if the ending was five stars, it's still not going to be a five star book to me. It's probably not even going to be a four star book. I'm like, eh, three stars and eh, I'll let it go, you know? All right. So would you consider yourself a fast or a slow reader? It depends on the book. People call me fast readers, but, or a fast reader, but I don't know. It it depends on the book, you know, it depends on the genre. Thrillers, I say I would be a fast reader. Romances, yeah. But fantasy, I'm a really slow reader because I just, I told you, I can't retain information. So the world building, the magic systems, that takes a while for me to like get a grip on. So do you prefer action or romance? I think, I think action. Um, I do like fantasies that have romance in them as like one of the primary plot lines. But yeah, I think action. Romance, I've been in the mood for. I think it's because it's February, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm an action person. So do you like reading popular books or finding hidden gems? Hidden gems, for sure. Like, I just saw your comment on my Love Hypothesis blog, yeah. and that took me so long to pick up because I was like, I need this hype to die down. I'm sick of seeing <laughs> this cover everywhere. <laughs> like, same with Colleen Hoover books. Um but yeah, like a lot of my friends say that like, oh, Jan knows about a lot of books that I've never heard of. And I think the part of it is like, you know, working at the library and hearing about all these things. But yeah, hidden gems. Yeah, I think I like to read more popular books. I mean, I would love to find hidden gems, but I just feel like for the people that I talk to and like the podcast and for YouTube, I just feel like I have to read the popular books. So I there's more people to discuss it with more people are interested in what I have to say about that book but it is so nice when yeah. you find a hidden gem and then you're like yes <laughs> I'm the only person in the world yeah, that knows a- about this awesome book <laughs> exactly me with acts of desperation yes which um. I still need to read so Jan's influencing me guys she's gonna have a, I'm gonna have a whole Jan TBR here soon <laughs> yeah that's the thing with popular books though is like I feel like if I pick up a super hype book it's just for the content you know yeah. so part of part of yeah. me sometimes you know I love a good popular book but if it lives up to the hype yeah but yeah all right next question hero <laughs> or villain Villain. I knew you were going to say villain that. Sure. <laughs> She's just that, like, yeah. Slytherin villain type person, you know? <laughs> yeah, Maleficent is one of my favorite Disney villains. Yeah. How about you? I don't know who my favorite villain is, but I think I'm more of a hero person because I just love the good guy. I married a good guy. Mm. <laughs> I'm just all about that good Aww. guy. All right, so this one kind of goes with that. So a hero turning a little bad or a villain turning a little good? See, for this one, hero turning a little bad, because I love me a good morally gray character. And see, I'm the opposite. I'm like, 
I want the villain to turn a little good. <laughs> I think that really fits our That's personalities. Uh, okay, boy next door or bad boy? <laughs> bad boy. And I like boy next door. <laughs> bad boy cinnamon roll is my favorite That trope. is a good trope. I do love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so for the females or... I guess whatever. Um, princess or warrior? I do love a good princess story, though. I'm, and I'm like, I like the warrior. <laughs> but like, princess, but not like set at the royal right castle type right. thing. You know, like badass. Princess. Yeah, so like a warrior princess <laughs> is what she wants. I guess. <laughs> um, oh. All right, smut or keep it classy. I'd say smut. smut. <laughs> I like smut. But not, but I don't read like, like smutty novella romances right. that like, yeah. But I like, yeah, I like smutty scenes. Yeah, sure. I do too. I'm not like, I don't read that either. But um, if I'm reading a romance book, like, I don't like the fade mm-hmm. to black. <laughs> Let's not fade. I was going to say, yeah. Let's not fade to black. Same. Are you more of a daytime <laughs> reader or a nighttime reader? All-time reader. Yes, I love that <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I love reading in the morning. I love the natural light coming in, you know, with my coffee. But at night, I like to read on my Kindle, like, right before bed and everything. So, but I think I would say daytime, I guess, if I have time. Yeah, I'm pretty much busy but, during the daytime, so I'm more of a nighttime reader. But I loved your answer. I'm an all-time reader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tend to read more at night. Just because, like, I, I love staying up late, so, but, yeah. yeah I'm a I just, person. I can never just pick one. Why I do I have to elaborate? <laughs> no, that's all I am. These are so one. hard. <laughs> all right, so books that make you laugh or make you cry? Make me cry. I know this one is really hard for me because I love a good cry when a book can get that emotional response out of me, you know, but I'm going to go with mm-hmm. laugh because there are very few people that can truly make me laugh. My husband is one of them. Like, that's one of the, one of the things that, like, made me fall in love with him. And But even I've, like, Aww. back in the day, I used to go to comedy clubs all the time. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Huh? Like, they weren't that <laughs> funny to me, you know? So I feel like if a book can make me laugh, like, out loud, I'm like, that's a damn good book right there. So, and, I, and I'm such a baby, that's, that's so I cry with- all the time. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's me with crying. I'm like, if you could evoke that much emotion on me, like, you're a good writer. Um, and I did that, you know, I don't know if you know, but like, I did a hashtag sad book hours yeah. series on my channel for a while. Um, I got to pick that back up again this year. But yeah, a few of those have made me cry. The Nightingale was one yeah, of them. There's definitely some books. Um, I read The Four Winds that made me cry. Oh, I just oh, I DNF that. cried so hard. It took me a while to get into that one, but by the end, I was just sobbing like a hot mess. Did Looking for Alaska make oh, you yeah. cry? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just getting that out there. Okay. Um, so when you read a book, male main character or female main character? I think female, just because I could relate Yeah, more. same. Reading on the couch or in bed? Bed, for sure, with, like, my purple lights and everything. My couch is uncomfortable. It's, like, $100 from Ikea. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable to read I know. On, well, so my couch is much more sure. expensive, and it's still uncomfortable, and my bed is superior. <laughs> so I'm an in-the-bed person, too. Um, character-driven or plot-driven stories? Character-driven plot for me. Plot-driven for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, um, just like, I, I don't know, like, let's say the Akatar series, like the whole, when they talk about the war and stuff, I didn't really care. That's why I'm so excited for um, Akasef, because like everyone said, that's more character driven, has mental health rep. So hopefully I get to that one this month. Nice. But, yeah, I like I yeah. said, I definitely prefer plot-driven stories um like i said because they're just fake people so they have to be doing something exciting to keep me interested but i do love when i find those magical books kind of in the middle that have really good characters and also has a really good plot so that's like the magic but if i had to choose one plot um okay so would you rather read a book with an annoying cliffhanger or one where your favorite character is killed off Oh man, um, cliffhangers are so annoying. But oh, I just rephrased the question. Okay, <laughs> um, but they are—they really irritate me. But like, like I read this one book where my favorite character wasn't even killed. Like he just wasn't in the majority of the book. So like, and that annoyed me more. So I think cliffhanger. I would rather. Yeah, read. I would rather read the annoying cliffhanger because that means that there's more to the story. But, like, what if there isn't? Then it would just be annoying. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, my goodness. All right. Would you rather only read new releases or only read backlist titles? Backlist, because new releases eventually become backlist. You know? <laughs> so true. It's like a trick question. Okay, so this is similar. Would you only rather read new books or reread books you've already read? new books yeah new books for me too (laughs) yeah that's so much it's so much more limited if you could just reread books it would suck never to read dowry of blood again but you know but you've already read it like a couple times (laughs) yeah it's it's in here it's it's in my heart (laughs) all right the last question is only appropriate if you actually take notes on your books do you take notes Okay, I do. I just started reading or writing in them last year, actually. And it's so satisfying. You get all your thoughts out. (laughs) I know. It's just the easiest thing, in my opinion. So do you take notes Mm -hmm. on paper or on your phone or in your book? Oh, we're we're talking about like separate, like not in the book. No, it can be in the book. So that's the choices. So you have, you can take notes like on paper, like a notebook, a reading journal, bullet journal, whatever like that. Or like on your phone, electronically, computer, like Goodreads. Do you make little things or just like straight on in your book? Just in my book. And then um, like just for the sake of my wrap ups, I write notes in my bullet journal, like my overall thoughts. But yeah, mostly just in my book. Yeah, I'm the same (laughs) way. And I do use the little tabs. That you don't <laughs> yeah, I, sometimes <laughs> I, I do, like if I have them, but I just don't feel like repurchasing them. And I'm like, why not? I can just dog ear and underline it. It's all <laughs> contained in my book. You know, I don't have to buy anything extra. Do you use a ruler? Um, oh. So I don't use a ruler. Sometimes I do. I have like a bag that has like all of my supplies in it. So it does have like a, a straight edge in there. I should say it's not like actually in a ruler. It's like this like popsicle <laughs> stick. Um so I use that, and I have, like, some highlighters in there, pins in there. It just depends. More times than not, yeah. I'll just dog ear it, and I don't even, like, highlight or write. Gotcha. <laughs> just because I know what I dog eared. Right. <laughs> anyway, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. This was so much fun. This was, like, our first time connecting, like, one-on-one, I feel like. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun answering these questions and talking with you. I, it's such an honor to be oh, here. Thank, thank you for inviting you. me. <laughs> Don't forget, you can support Talk Focus to Me by leaving ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Share your favorite episodes on social media and tag me at Talk Bookish Podcast. Check the notes of today's show to find links for Jan's social media. You're going to want to follow her. She's an amazing human being. You'll also find my link to Patreon and more. Until next time, happy reading.